What's up, kids? Welcome to Poolside Chats with Dom and Chris, the show where we talk about everything from music production to the spiritual side of music creation. I am Chris. And I am Dom. And here we go. Hello, hello. Hi, hi, hello. Hi. Hi, Dom. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Chris. That's good. That's real good. So Dom and I are back for another fine installment <sighs> of Poolside Chats. Tired and grumpy this time. He is, and that's the reason we're actually not playing pool today for the first time. This <laughs> well, is our no, first we'll podcast. get it going. I'll get it going. All right, good, good. Yeah, good. no, we have to play pool. We do. That's the whole purpose. Regardless of what it is. All right. We at least have to have a game for me to finish before I go home. Good, good. Yeah. Well, we have some questions today, which is great. So why don't I get the pool table set up and you can address uh, some of the topics that we're going to be discussing tonight. Yeah. So this is a question I actually got before we decided to even do the podcast, but um, I realized that it could be a good topic for a lot of people aspiring to go into many such recording institutions or uh, colleges that you can possibly get a degree in the recording arts. And so this one guy um, uh, who is the name of uh, Sorov Sanawal, um, probably saying that wrong, but he asked me um, what things he should know before he goes into one of these schools to... Um, let him ease into the program better so he doesn't feel like he knows absolutely nothing and it's kind of um kind of daunting sometimes to go into these programs and feel like you know nothing when there's usually those kids in the class that uh have been learning about this stuff for a while and so a couple of the things i told him to look up are um different types of microphones pretty big one if you're doing a recording um what the different types of microphones meaning like uh, you got your condensers, dynamics, and then um, the different, well, ribbons, kind of a type of dynamic, but yeah, it's its own thing. But um, also the different type of polar patterns that's the, that these come with um, and whether or not microphones can change into these different polar patterns. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with polar patterns, go look it up. Um, look it up. Do some work, um eqs learning about eqs before compression so just like uh what's the difference between a parametric a semi-parametric and a graphic even though you're going to use graphic more in live sound still good to know what it is um types of processing which is huge difference between serial processing and parallel processing regarding basically everything and there's certain things that um attribute to either using serial or parallel and then you have uh, just general signal flow, how to make, how to start with the sounds like in a microphone and how to end up getting it out of the speakers, no matter what you're using, no matter if you're using a board or a uh, all in the box. And yeah, that's huge. So knowing how to get your signals places is huge and how to not create feedback loops and stuff. What are the different types of cables? You have your XLR cables, your TRS, your TS cables, your DB25, all sorts of different connectors. MIDI. MIDI, yeah. <laughs> A little antiquated these days. But, yes, but it's still uh, around. Most of my synths have USB these days, but I do have a MIDI uh, interface just for the few that I don't, um, that don't have USB. So please try, I mean, no, you can do what you want, but USB is really nice. <laughs> it's very convenient, um, yes. So... Uh, What's the difference between a balanced and unbalanced cable? When do you use them? When does it matter? That's a big one. Um, almost done here. The difference between uh, DBFS and DBSPL and uh, all sorts of different DBs, but DBFS is the main one you'll see um, in DAWs. And then, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's plenty more, but that is a good start. So rewind that if you really care. Um, cause I'm not going to repeat it, but, uh, there's a lot to learn, um, beforehand and all of these things are super accessible on the interweb. So the interweb. Yes. 
internet interweb i feel it's like it's a little same. stickier than a net so it i is. call it the interweb it is it's very web like yeah yes. it's like a black widow's where you stick your hand through it and you're like i would not want to be small enough to get caught no, in this thing absolutely not uh, well dom loaded you guys up with literally two weeks worth of reading material so. <laughs> if you know nothing about audio and you are super into it and you're just wondering where to start those are great places to start seriously signal flow i don't know if you typed in what like audio signal flow i don't know how specific you're gonna find things but that's something that you really learn on the spot and just with working with gear and stuff and even just plug plugins even if you're all in the box it's all based off of analog stuff right. anyway so right. uh yeah learn your signal flow that's a huge one a lot of the boring stuff get to know it indeed Are you in make anything? no table's open uh in fact signal flow the way i learned signal flow <laughs> There, our dogs are going nuts. Um, is I actually started to get outside the box a couple of years ago, and you know I'd interned in studios and done um, you know help friends out in studios and stuff like that, but I never really had to worry about patch bays or connections. I was really just manning the board, checking monitor references, hooking up some mics. You know, typical interny low level kind of stuff at a studio. They really don't let you touch the gear until you're there for fucking ever. It seems like in most of these studios. But um, when I learned it, the reason that I felt the experience was so valuable and daunting at the same time is I was getting outside the box a couple years ago. I started to gather some hardware, upgraded to 16 channel interfaces that did hardware. And literally I would have to go back with a flashlight in my mouth before every session, every client, every student and plug things in by hand and learn. And it was like most of the time I had the connections wrong. I was going in and out of one place the wrong way. And it was literally that, that effort in, in my clients and students would say, why don't you just buy a patch bay? And I wanted to get back there myself and do the grunt work. And I didn't want to spend the money on all the patch bay and the connections. But honestly, it was the best education I ever got. And I'll never take that time back. Yeah. And then you got a patch bay and you're like, this is how things are supposed to work. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Patch bays. Um, yeah. Solids. Um, patch bays are something that are really hands-on obviously they're very in the physical world um i don't think they made a patch bay plug-in yet no, uh, no. <laughs> um i've been really trying to get a, a actually <laughs> blue cat audio has a plug-in called patch work yeah which is a digital patch bay yes for plug for plug-in so you can get patchwork and then stack plugins to each insert and have one uh, plugin running eight plugins That's, simultaneously. But a lot of Pro, to Pro Tools people like that because they use it more for the shell. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. the VST yeah. shell because yeah. they get all these tasty VSTs or audio not, units in our case, because we're both oh, logic yeah, users. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, anything that's in audio units are going to be in VST. I feel like everything... Oh, that's not true. That's not what's true. something that's in audio units? I mean, I know you've probably come oh, across man. it, but... I know because I have Ableton too, which I have set up for, to run VST and I just switched Ableton over to run audio units. But I could tell you that uh, like a handful or two of plugins only come in audio unit format. How many of those are ones you just neglected to download the VST for though? Uh, probably a few. Yeah, because yeah. that's what happened to me is yeah, that... That's a good point. Because I, I was using Logic and I just neglected to download. Right. Actually, yeah, but those only a couple, but... yeah. Um, anyways, the point is AU does not work in Pro Tools, neither does VST. So you can use a wrapper to execute those those, and that's what helps. But I mean, the whole concept of a patch bay is not brought over into that plugin. No, it's like, it's the same. The general theory. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can mix and match stuff, but like that's something once you get into a studio that's you'll probably have to learn on the spot and mm-hmm. you i mean if you're doing it in a school they're going to teach you how to use it they're not going to be like expect you to use that um you can still look it up and just look at what normaling is and half normaling and non-normal patch base but um otherwise that's something you don't really need to worry about unless you're actually going to go to school for it right let's let's stick with the topic of school because i like this as a topic because you're in school right now right yeah almost done almost done and i know i went through the program as well so like i'll talk about my experience in a minute what's been your experience with school like how many tell us about you know how long you've been in it what you've learned did you feel it was valuable did you get like just give us a rundown of your experience um so Thing is, with any like, tr- I consider kind of a trade school, right? Oh yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. Um, make sure you're talking to that mic, bud. I am. Right? <laughs> I, I get loud, so you can probably hear me from back yeah. here just as well as you can up here. Um, you probably have more plosives. So, plosives. Any anytime <laughs> you are gonna go into a school that's for any trade, 
unless you're in a really good institution, which I believe we went through, yeah. um, I, yeah. mine's a little bit more refined because you were in the trailers. <laughs> I was. I was in um, the same program that Dom was in back when it was just getting started. Yeah. Whereas he's in like the full frontal, like massive budgeted yeah. program, which is cool. I'm using an SSL debt like board and he was. Oh, using, <laughs> I use like a shitty 14 track Trident from like 82. I, at least it was a Trident hey, still. Hey, it was I Trident. Mean, we That's had to record cool. I didn't ADAT. Know that. Like a big part of my stuff was like how to get things in ADAT. Yeah. Where you had to like literally hold the rewind yeah. button down to go back in the track. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Oh, wait, watch it, bud. Oh, but back what I was saying is that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, our dog just knocked <laughs> yeah. the pool stick into the mic. This, we apologize for the noise. That doesn't matter. Don't no. apologize. Oh, yeah, yeah dog's right. Happens. It shows weakness. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Apologizing shows weakness. <laughs> Never apologize. <laughs> Mean to do everything. Exactly. If you learn anything here on Poolside Chats, it's never apologize, yeah, guys. We're working on it because we, we have nothing to apologize no, for. Absolutely not. Yeah. If we begged you to listen, the fact that you'd even be listening to this right now is pretty ridiculous. Absolutely. But um if we begged you to listen and then you listen, we'd probably apologize a little we more. Would. But yes, there's yes. no point. We do this no, for us. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so if you're in any trade school type deal, uh Make yourself learn what you want to learn. Mm -hmm. Don't expect to be handheld or hand uh, fed everything. Um, you really have to reach out and grab um, extra tidbits of the subjects, like talk to your professors. If you really like, I love going to school for this. It's where I want to be. And so if there's anything I'm not clear on or I just want to converse with my professor about, it, I'll make sure to do that. And I won't be like, oh, I wish he talked about this a little more in class. Why don't you talk about the parametric EQ more? Like, you know, you just got to, write it down take notes yeah. do that um but i've loved my experience it's made me ask a lot of questions that i never knew to ask and that's what you when you learn yeah. things you never came across before and it just opens new horizons right. um and it's funny because it, that's the part about having a good professor though is my professors their stories and little talks that aren't part of the actual curriculum are often what i learn from the most um, over like, cause I'm one of those people that did a lot of the reading and a lot of the learning of the technical stuff that it just taken for granted. If you work in a studio, this is all the stuff you should know already. Right. And then how to act with people, um, just your own personal mixing style, your own personal way of producing. These are all things you have to learn in the moment and a good school lets you find these things out through exercises in the actual studio and doing things hands on. So if you go to one of these schools, make sure it's hands on. This is when you find out if you're good at this stuff or if you're going to be good at this stuff. Or even if you want to do it. Like, was it very hands-on when you were doing it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because, um, but like, I we have these two nice studios now when I'm doing right. it. And one of them wasn't right. even existing. Like, they're probably making Studio A when you were doing it. More than likely. Yeah. Now yeah. they have Studio A and Studio B. Right. Mine was like Studio F. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had a trailer that was like the size he, of the room that Dom and I recorded the podcast in. All the gear was crammed and it was old and not very good. Well, this mansion's pretty big, dude. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. The 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 the, uh, the, the fortress yeah. uh, via continuum. We 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 right we're right now we're in the center wing. There is an actual east wing and a west wing to the premises, which is great. So we're in like the entertainment region. The yeah, and zone. the infirmary is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> we're constantly frequenting that. We, we are. From our we, Pool we games. Are, we are, yes. Um, I but overall, I've loved my experience at. Um, I'm going, and it's funny because we're both went to a community college for right. it. But what's there's a Pinnacle school. Um, yeah. Pinnacle yeah. was um, not. I don't know how big of a name it was, but it was a name in. It was big in the our recording, area yeah, in like Northern California. But that shut down. They were kind of. Yeah. Um, it was for for money thing. The thing, the nice thing about community college that we went to. I'm currently almost done with is that these programs aren't for money because no. community colleges cannot be for money. It's no. impossible. Right. They're very like grant based and they give out all this financial aid. It's insane. Right. Yeah. The fact that this school has these nice facilities oh, yeah. are it's ridiculous. It's like amazing. the newest pieces that um, my school just got are a Bracasti reverb unit. Wow. The M7. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there other ones? I mean, there's like one know. nice. There's but the it M7 does, is like it's the, not the one with the, the controller, inch. but yeah, it's like oh, okay. the one you do on the face. It's oh, just okay. two inputs, okay. two outs, yeah. whatever. That and then a black box HG2. Oh, nice. Which both of these things are over $2,000. Oh, yeah. The black reaching, box is like $2,500. Both of them are reaching $3,700. Like yeah. Yeah. Ridiculously expensive. Yeah. 
And that's all attributed to a great music director um, that we both had as a yeah. professor yeah. that he just knows how to find money. Um, but it's just ridiculous that this program is at a community college and all these, it's funny because these kids get weeded out mm-hmm. throughout the different mm-hmm. semesters. And um, I had like half my, cl- a third of my class drop yeah. in third semesters, yeah. four semester program, third semester, half or third of the people drop. You think they'd be staying by now. And you think so. It's crazy. But honestly, that's cool because it goes to show that like that's the purpose of college, in my opinion, whether it's a state school, community college, trade school. It's like take classes, see if you're enjoying the programming. If you're not leave, do something else that you're more passionate about. So, yeah, no, I I can say I'm glad to hear that Dom's having a really good experience and knowing him so well. I I know that he's having a good experience, but he's really taking his learning to the next level. You know, he's reading blogs. He's watching videos. He's making tutorials. You know, he is actively investing a lot of his time on a daily basis into his education and is constantly involved in his practice. And I would say for me, you know, starting where I started, you know, it wasn't a program back then and they were hoping it was going to catch popularity so they can get funding. So it's cool now to see turn the hands of time seven years and see wow this really did catch on people are interested in this because you're working on great stuff which is awesome yeah it's amazing stuff yeah like really good stuff like like top-notch stuff like the highest pinnacle of like music electronics kind of thing wish they had better monitors what do Uh, they have well not Oh no, I mean those are amazing, but the, I wish they had better situations for the monitors to be in because uh-huh. the only downside to the, the they can't like have a professionally done sonically treated acoustically treated room. They don't have treatment? They do a little bit. They have like a diffuser in the back of each of the rooms. Um but they're super small and like more round than they're they're just mm. not they're they more can't, decoration they can't give essentially. Space. Right. Um no, they work. They have like little maybe like inch absorbers where they can, mm. but everything, the base is just still a problem. Gotcha. You know, they don't have traps in the corners. Nope. Nope. That's a big, no. get base traps guys. Seriously. The traps are all the bodies we fit into those rooms. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. I guess you we're have all, a natural diffusion yeah, yeah. thing going we on. We have like, just, we're all just absorbing yeah, it. It's sure. like, boom. For but, sure. So they encourage you guys to wear thick sweaters. I take it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes um, sense. And even blankets. when it's hot. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> get all cozy in there. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. No, before we segue to another topic, I'll say that I really enjoyed my education experience too. And it was great. You know, so I think whether you guys are doing online programs now that exist through like Berkeley has one. Berkeley's got a great one. One of the best. Um, even ones that are more EDM based, like a dub spot or something huh, like never that. Heard never of heard that. of dub spot. They're based out of New York. Um, they, they were interesting for me for a while. I went to, took a lot of classes at Pure Mind, which is based out of San Francisco, which is a great institution. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff. I can't say enough about educating yourselves, guys. Just, you know, know that your education is an investment in your future. So whether or not you know if you want to do audio engineering, because it's it's serious work. You know, it's it's you know, we look at it like it's a fun kind of thing, but if you really break it down once you get into it, it you're an engineer. The, the recording like, days are hectic, oh, especially yeah. in school. Oh yeah. Like even but it's they probably give you a little bit less time than you normally get. Um, but you never know. Uh someone might be booking in two and a half hour session and you're supposed to do a whole song in that session just because their budget doesn't allow for anything else. It's not going to be the best recording that anyone's going to have ever heard um, unless it's an accident probably, but you still have to learn how to work in a time frame, And that's something that school allows you to do. Cause if you're just recording your buddies at your house, a lot of times like, ah, we'll get the bass tomorrow. We're all tired. We've been working on these guitars all day. So that is, Working in a time frame, even though they might squeeze it a little too tight at school, especially in the program I'm in, it's still a really good test of how much you can get done. And at least you get to know how long it takes to do these things. And it's just been invaluable. For sure. Yeah. No, having time constraints are really important. Yeah. And then having the structure of the environment and getting led by certain people, it's it's really important, especially if you're going to go freelance, you know, because like it's tough to go out of school. This is what a lot of people think is like you get a degree in audio engineering, for instance, and you just assume you're going to get hired to studio. That's not the case. You know, you're lucky to get an internship or start your own. And that's what a lot of people are doing now. It's what Dom and I did is we decided instead of trying to get hired at a big studio, even though I've worked for a couple just on a really like really minor level, we decided to start our own shops and then develop our own client list and stuff like that. So if you guys are thinking about audio engineering, you know, get in early at, a, at an internship. If you want to go big studio route, like as soon as you sign up in college, like get in or maybe start putting some funds together and kind of creating your own operation. Tom's looking at me really. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I wasn't listening. Um, of course not. But of course not. oh, and then uh, this is completely uh, separate from. It involves school and just where you're at in life, but it's separate from the whole idea of going to uh, school for music. But the reason why, part of the reason, besides just knowing that I love music and love the whole idea of somehow capturing it and mixing it and making it good. He hates music. Whatever, dude. I can lie. I'm on air. (laughs) Isn't that what people do when they have a microphone? I thought you were just supposed to lie. I thought it was a a lying stick. You are, bro. You are. Okay. It's big. My real name is Fabio. Fabio. That's uh, Donna across from me. I am Donna. I am Donna. This is the most manly transvestite I've ever I seen. I am. The surgery was really expensive, so it better look good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I haven't seen the actual surgery area he, yet. He's, he's not going to anytime soon. No. Uh, he's got to work his way up to that. I'm not a cheap date. <laughs> all right. You got to put um, some time in here. Wherever, uh, just to the point, though, wherever you make friends in life and wherever you naturally make friends without even realizing it, or at least people pretend to be your friend. Right. Is Which where is you're supposed to be. Yeah. Like people that you just get the numbers off of off of just naturally and you just like talk about things naturally. Right. Um, that's where I found that I'm doing something positive with my life. Yeah. And just cause everyone just vibes together yeah. in an area and it works great. Cause I tried doing the whole electrical engineering thing uh at Sac State here. I loved it. Um I love what I, in hindsight, I love what I learned having to do all the math classes and just get my mind thinking a little bit more analytically. Because mm-hmm. when I switched over to recording, I really appreciated the whole creative, free flowing side of it. Right. And I had already gone through the grueling, like midterms and final times of oh, your yeah. life. Where oh, those are fun. Those are the fun. worst right. when you're doing a oh, hard, yeah. like engineer oh, yeah. or engineering oh, yeah. or science, especially like electrical engineering. And right. I was so happy to switch over and it was just, it gave the contrast was beautiful. Right. And so, uh, I see some people in the program that I know haven't had that contrast and they're just kind of like, Oh, I'm just doing this cause I don't know what I want to do yet, which is great. Yeah, it's great. But, um, figure it out. It's like, I feel like if you're going to do music and recording, which for the most part is not nearly as big as it was, it's not peaking by any means. No. And so you got to take it seriously. If you think that you're not going to be switching, you got to take it seriously. Yeah. uh, If you're going to try to make a living off of it at least, but there's this, I love it because there's some older people in the program that are doing it for fun. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. it's, It's great. I would even go back and take the program again just because there's so much new information and new technology out there that I'd be I'd, willing to learn. That'd be so funny to be uh, if you started next semester. <laughs> that would be interesting. And, uh, that would be interesting. I'm in fourth level. I know where you're at in your right. whole uh, learning and everything. I'm just be so sad for you because of how boring it would be for oh, first it would semester. Suck. That's why I wouldn't do if it. You could go it's into, all remedial. If you could go into third semester, oh, yeah. it would be great. Oh, that'd be great. Just to go through yeah. like some of the sessions and yeah, stuff for sure. again. That'd but, be way cool. Work with the board, yeah. but it'd be so messed up i agree i agree no i would say to cap (laughs) off the discussion guys if you're interested in going to school uh check it out you should you know if that's a path you want to pursue if not the solo education thing is tough it is tough to put yourself through online classes to get without structure without people breathing over your head and assignments you can um you know slip off the ball so uh but at the same time that does cost a little bit of money it takes time so i would say if you're not really ready for that or you're not sure soak in as much free content as you can put a lot of time into your craft and and see if that's a a path you want to pursue as either a passion or a career or potentially in a in domini case both passion 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 i uh to not segue um If Dom is like hell bent on knots. I've tried to segue three times. Now. I don't know Dom's what the like, no, dude, we're going back. We're going back. If we're going to segue, I'm just going to actually talk right. about segways, uh, right. which I haven't tried yet. You have not. I have not. The floor is yours. Dom. Um, I was going to say that I'm not paying much for school because it's community college. That's we're, true. Even though things are um, increasing in price, like it's still very affordable if you're just smart with your money. Yeah. But if you're going to shell out the $18,000 uh, I don't know, a year or whatever. Just something that's over $10,000 for a recording degree. Don't or do it. No, if you're going to do it, make the big move to somewhere you can at least network afterwards. Yeah, that's The fact point. that's like, because yeah. if I didn't yeah. save well so said. much money, yeah. like go to Hollywood, yeah. like go to the go recording. Go to LA, go to Atlanta, yeah. go to Miami, go to New York. Don't yeah. stay around in your, like this area. I would never... Yeah. go to like even the bay area the san fran area there's no. not enough like no. big names and no. big networking out there to spend go to the expression college out there and yeah. like to oakland and oh, try my doing friend that went there it was fifteen thousand yeah. dollars a semester too 
And it's like, if you're going to do that, spend that much money on your education for this type of degree, do yeah, yeah move, do, go Tom somewhere. Makes a great point, guys. Yeah. Great point. Because at least you'll have invest, the networking yeah, and stuff. Just, no. And you'll meet people, you know, it's like you'll be in social circles. Yeah. It's just, it's important if you're going to do that. Like for him and I, we wanted to create our own outfits here. So we're not really, we're using the internet more to network yeah. and link up with other people. And it's and been hard. I mean, it's it's, hard. you have it's to put hard. in your time. A lot of work. Like for every non like hour that you're not facing with someone, you have to put in at least three just minimum getting more people to see your stupid little posts on facebook oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. it's just all digital word crap but yeah. you got to do it or yeah. else no one's gonna know you just can't sit around so. no and that's really the hardest part guys is whether or not you know you're gonna take the student road let's just podcast road. too yeah i mean sure. honestly that's we're just trying to get out there yeah. and it's just any means possible any it's means fun possible. for us especially yeah. if it's fun this is way more fun than doing oh, facebook yeah. posts so. oh facebook posts suck. so much better but it's a necessary evil you know all yeah. of it is guys and if like if you're not ready to do social media if you're not ready to market yourself if you're not ready to network just know that your chances of getting anywhere are slim and none i mean if you don't put the time in like dom was saying you know it's like a three to one ratio i think it's at like least a 10 to, i'm just like saying like i don't know ratio, i haven't done know? a case study or no, anything for sure but. They say in, in marketing circles, I studied some marketing in college, they say that for every thousand people that you reach with an ad or a promo or a product, that less than 10% of them are willing to contact you to pursue your services more. Think about that, guys. That's saying that you have on average for a thousand people that you network with, you only have a potential to do business with a hundred. And out of that hundred, only 10 or 20 are actually going to pull the trigger. I mean, that means you're going to get rejected 9,980 <laughs> times just to get 20 yeses. It's a beautiful thing. It is. You have to learn to love it. You have to learn to love it. Or just not let it destroy your... Right. That's the thing, <laughs> is you have to get up and keep swinging, because if you don't, I mean, you might as well quit now. You know, it's like, if you're not going to be resilient, yeah. I mean, there's no point. In That's why I'm further. so glad I'm getting into it at this uh, very youthful age yes. of mine, because I'm going... You're not I, jaded. Like, no, like, I have... If, if I you don't had mind. 15 years yeah. of this, you'd be pissed. If I was like 45 right. and I was like getting the same interactions with people these days oh, and yeah. like that'd be tough and just the same amount of client base and I don't know I mean I could easily be doing the same thing but it's gonna bug me then it doesn't bug right. me now but right. I can't see that happening and I keep a positive mentality about it and this is what I love so whatever <laughs> totally totally <laughs> but, uh, and that's uh, what it, it's got to boil down to that guys if you love what you do continue Doesn't you'll hear that what, a lot yeah education route you choose even if it's a you know at home education yourself just be passionate, you know, spend the time, you know, just know in the future it's going to pay off, but just know that this is not an instant gratification world and it's not an instant gratification path. So it's like, if you think you're going to get good in a year, you're tripping. If you think five years are going to get good, you're still tripping. If you think in 10 years you're going to be good, you're going to be starting to be good at that point. So just know that you have to invest a lot of time and you can trace this back to Chris Lord Algy or Jack Joseph Puig or, or Dave Pensato. All these guys will go on record saying it took 10 or 15 years just to feel like they could walk in a studio and feel confident. And people would recognize them for their craft and their confidence. So just know this is not a quick road. But if you love what you do, who cares? Because you're going to do music every day. Yeah. And that's what you love. Now they're still faking it too. They, they just, are. They're just really good at faking they're, they're, it now. They are. Well, as the saying goes, you got to fake it so you make yeah. it. And they're and the best everyone, fakers yeah. in the business. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're faking it and they made they, it. They are. So they I don't are. know. It's a weird dichotomy. It I, is. Don't, I don't well, get they, it. But. It's because they've made it. They realize, well, if I faked it up till yeah. now, why would I change my approach? <laughs> Oh yeah. So that I hope that was helpful at least to anyone thinking about making a change to maybe go into some sort of music degree or anything. I mean, and this is all the very technical side of the music degree part cuz there's obviously music degrees where you learn about theory right. and that's more of you'll get a prof professor position somewhere in a college and it's not good uh, I don't know what you'd really do with that. Nothing. It's almost like the philosophy version. That's what my degree's music. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Useless. And well, you, I do sit around and philosophize well, a lot with dogs. It just allows so you to I talk more. It degree. allows you to talk That's more. That's true. That and is true. Uh, you can get away with be like, I got a philosophy degree. I'm allowed to talk this much. That's true. I look at myself as the state of California has recognized me as a certified philosopher. I brought up today. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. It is true. I've got a 
piece of oh, paper yeah, yeah, that's right, framed yeah, yeah. that literally <laughs> says, I am a certified philosopher who knows a little something I, uh, about psychology. For as some well. reason, I was thinking you got like a special certificate, oh, no, that's, not, that's not the degree. Bachelor's in, in, in arts. I'm so glad you guys can't see the piece of green, whatever, in Chris's oh, teeth right oh, now. It's so, Sorry, it's so uh, Donna's big. teeth. It's so big. It's so big. Donna. You can't yes. even see it. Actually, you might. If he looks down, I think it's big enough to it see it. It very well could be. It very well could be. And if, hey, guys, if you gain nothing from this, at least you're entertained because we're entertained. So we're hoping you're entertained as well. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. But hey, uh, it is what it is. Well, I mean, is there anything else in the topic? You Because you've no. pulled us back three times now. Do you want to well, add anything else? I only else? pulled it back because you try to get away. Of course, of course. Dom <laughs> likes a fighter. <laughs> he likes a little fight. I think it's useful, though, because now we don't have to talk about it again. That's true. I don't want to talk about it again. That was better enough. than talking about compression. <laughs> I agree, because you guys know we would talk about compression all day. Oh, oh. man. Um, I had something to say, too. I completely forgot. Uh, I think it's your shot, though. It's your shot. I've been Yo, you just what? Yeah, I missed. Oh wow, that was quick. Man, was I'm quick. blanking out. It's all good. We've been on a ra- Dom is this is Dom's first like podcast of dominance. Like he had some good rants there. He's taken like the majority I of the floor. I said stuff to say. I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> this has been the Dom show with with Donna here, just hanging out, you know, chilling. <laughs> Double D's. Double D's. Dom and Donna. That's what I'm saying. Uh, what'd you say? My name? Oh no, I said Fabio. Fabio. <laughs> Fabio. FD. FD in the house. Um, well, why Dom shoots? I just want to say this that yeah, I think it's really it. important that you guys understand uh, something. And this is the the biggest lesson that I learned in college. And this is a for real note right now. Is the whole purpose of college, guys, is to do one thing. No matter what trade school, uh, community college, state school, university you go to, and that is to start something you finish, and th- that's that's it. So if you guys decide start something you, start something you finish or finish something you start, I'm dyslexic. So yes, Whatever. finish something you start, and that just means if you guys are gonna enroll, don't be a pussy and don't quit. Don't walk away from it. Don't drop the program. It's like if you're gonna put your time into it. Prove to yourself you can finish something you start because in the real world, a degree is meaningless. Honestly, it's not going to get you a job. It probably won't do anything. You'll probably be kicking. I mean, no, it won't. Okay, there's in the music recording degree. I mean, the music side, but other degrees, yes, because I know for a fact my friends just say the I have a degree that cost me like seventy five grand in philosophy Philosophy. and psychology, and I. But nonetheless, (laughs) it costs a lot of money and and like recording studies and stuff like that. But my point here is that don't just assume that if you pay for a degree that you're going to get a job do this yeah don't assume that's a good degree is a piece of paper that proves to yourself that you can do whatever you set your mind to because college i don't care what kind of program is no joke and anybody that you try to work for is going to look at that piece of paper and say hey this guy is about following through. He's about action. He's about commitment. He's about getting shit done. And that's what people care about. So it's like, if you're going to pursue a degree in anything, just do it for yourself. Don't quit. And just know that it might not guarantee you anything, but it will give you a leg up just to show people in the world what your character is about and who you are as a person. That's all I have to say. Is that it? That's it. I'm done. Cool. That was great. It was great. I loved it. Um, I, I loved that part about the degrees. That was really cool. Um, Oh man. Um hmm. Let's see. Uh I got instruments. What what makes music? What do we got? Because I don't want to touch up on just compression and all I that got, stuff. I got a topic. I cool. Got a topic. This this can be our, our, our second topic of the day. Um earlier tonight, Dom and I actually we'll talk about uh, a cool experience we had. This is this pretty chill. So Dom is blessed to have a fucking sick pair of monitors i'm talking like well now that really you've heard them sick. you can oh, say now, that and I, I can comment now because i <laughs> went over to dom's studio yesterday spent the whole day with him listen to these amphians that what the 218 model is that what they are yeah which dave pensato copied from me oh he's a faker what do you expect yeah he, he heard you had him. he looked at he my did. studio he picture did. And he's like, saw that. He's I gotta like, do what Dom's doing. These old ass NS tens that right. are way overrated. Way overrated. Just kidding. They're amazing. No, they're not. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll share on that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the whole story. But it he is. he obviously saw what I had going on and he was did. like, this he guy did. knows what's going on. And it sucks because he went on Facebook endorsing them, but didn't give Dom any credit. You know, which yeah. is just bullshit. Dave. I wanted a hashtag. Dave. 
I would have had to pay for that hashtag. He wouldn't even just give it to me. We give you credit, bro. You know, <laughs> I did some videos recently. I, I name dropped you. I said, what's up, Dave Pensato? I said, I'm a fan. Your name's on our website. Do you give Dom credit? No. What's up, Dave? What's up, bro? Uh, he's such a nice guy. He is so cool. He is so cool. He's, he's our hero, honestly. He's uh, such a great guy. But okay, so check this out. Yeah, so Dom has it. these legit monitors, right? And a great treated room. So I have some legit monitors too that are older. I have some Gentle X. Uh, the model is the S30D, which I'm very, very happy with. Love the monitors. They sound great. Um, so Dom has been raving about these Amphions. And I'm like, dude, eight grand, six grand, whatever they are for a pair of monitors, that's really steep. But then again, at the same time, even though I got my Gentle X used, when they came out, they were also $6,000 monitors. So when you're getting into monitors above a couple grand, you know, you're paying for high quality and they sound great. So the Amphions are modeled after the Yamaha NS10s. So I've been looking at NS10s for quite some time and I've gone through a couple pairs uh, used that were in bad shape and just last week finally located a pair in good shape. So I brought them over to set up side by side next to Dom's uh, Amphions. They were like right side by side. Like too. literally. I'm talking about like literally. closer than a foot. Literally. <laughs> literally. So if you're confused about the spatial differences, like they were really close. Yes, they were very close. Very important just so detail. you guys, it was very <laughs> huge. So important. Dom had to put his stick down and run over here to grab the mic to let you guys know. No, I know. missed my shot. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, oh, that I, makes I more took my shot. To that make makes more that sense. Comment. Anyways, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot, but I'll let Dom kind of comment. But it was a really cool test because we've been doing a lot of monitoring calibration, a lot of monitoring tests lately. We just released a two-part series on the blogs about monitor calibration and setting them up with your room. So tell us a little bit about your room, Dom, and your monitors and you know, kind of what you have going. I'll, I'll do the same. Cool. Um, so you don't not about the NS10s versus the 218s. Just talking about my room. Yeah, talk stuff. about your monitors and like where you came from with your Sensodynes. Oh yeah, cool. Sensodynes. That's a toothpaste oh, brand. Yeah, <laughs> so originally, bad, right, originally, before I could afford monitors, I had a couple of toothpaste, <laughs> <laughs> toothpaste tubes just sitting there. <laughs> Anytime I wanted low end, I just slammed them as hard as I could. <laughs> I made a nice. Oh, <laughs> shit, that's good. good. But it's cool thing it was Sensodyne, so my teeth stayed nice and. Uh, Your enamel's in great shape. Yeah. Yes. Um, but so my first set of monitors were HSH, which. Amazing. Are they? You think so? Um, a lot of people start out with they're cheap. Um, they're well reviewed for how cheap they are. For the price point for yeah. a beginner, yeah. I would say they're some of the best monitors out there. Definitely. Um, and then uh, after that, went to some Dyna, Dyna Audios, thought those were the, the shit, right? Every time you get some new, you think it was amazing. And then after that, went to some Sonodynes, which I think were the AK-50s, which were actually really good, just still um, kind of like prosumer stuff. Then after that, went to some bigger Sonodynes, which are actually worse. They just had more low end. And then after that, we finally got the Amphians, which are a huge price jump, but they speak for themselves and uh, they're the best monitors we've had so far. And I've had plenty of time to get past the honeymoon phase of it, which is a huge part when you're getting new gear is that honeymoon phase. Same thing with relationships. You meet a new girl or boy and you just have a blast, right? Everything's new. You don't know what's going to happen. You're super excited. Anything's possible. And then eventually it kind of levels out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then you, that's when you really decide if it's worthwhile or not. And it's the same thing with any piece of gear you get. And these Amphians have survived past the honeymoon phase, of course. And then they are now um, just amazing. So that's good. Um, but in audio, we have we could pretty honestly say that you get what you pay for. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But and just do your research. If you can't hear things in person try not to just do all your research on gear sluts but just look up different reviews by like tape op i love tape op even yep. though i've never met the dude i just get like a feeling of uh honesty yeah that's the guy him. i used to work for he oh, used to own the hangar in that's Sacramento. cool yeah, yeah there's certain reviewers that just the way they talk and i just love it when they have a review of something because yeah. i feel like it's all really honest it's very honest real. of it yeah. but um yeah, it was fun progressing through the monitors. Oh, and then, yeah, so I have, I'm kind of using a midfield uh, system right now. It's probably like just 
below midfield. So you have your near field monitors, which are probably a certain feet away. I forget. I don't know what the actual distance is. Let's just say five to seven. Like if be, your monitors are on your desk that you're working on, you're, you're working in near field. Yeah, near field. Yeah. If they're behind your desk, they're midfield. And then you sometimes might see those huge monitors in the background of studios that are big square things inlaid into walls. And those will be your far fields. Right. Um, maybe those might even still just be midfields because far fields might be like, yeah, it's all about proximity. Yeah. But I mean, those are so you only see those in really huge studios yeah. because they have got massive control rooms but, and need the sound to carry farther. Like I've been fortunate to get enough, a lot of air between my monitors, which is really huge for the 3d image and, uh, just your space, uh, stereo spread. Yeah. Yeah. To yep. hear your left and rights and yep. stuff. Um, well, that's my setup and it's been working, but now I tell Chris this all the time now, it sucks because there's zero excuse for oh, my work zero. now. It's like I, I have such great tools now that there's no because I used to be like, oh, my monitors aren't set up right, or I just don't know them well enough. Because like I was working in my bedroom, right? Everyone's been there before. Oh yeah. And weird reflections and just nothing was ever sounding right. And I knew that there was better stuff out there, but now since I'm monitoring so good, it sucks because there's zero excuses. So when I have a mix that I'm not perfectly happy with, I'm just like oh, what did I do wrong? You know, right. it's not, right. oh my gear. Right. It sucks. I wish my monitors yeah. were better. Enjoy yeah. having excuses. Right. Yeah. And once you get to a point dude, where there's no excuses, sure. it's like, it's all on how you actually right. mix and right. how you actually master. It's a, it's a weird feeling, but it'll only make you better. But uh. no, it's crazy. When you get to the upper end monitoring, what you're paying for is brutal honesty. And I don't know about you guys, but if you guys sent us a song to master and we send it back that says this mix fucking sucks, you'd be crushed. So that's that's the monitoring that we're dealing with. We're dealing with monitoring that says, hey, your mix sucks. Like that's essentially what we're being told by our monitors. But it's it's the most valuable thing because as you get deeper in the game, you start to really value honesty. Like you don't want things that are too colored. You don't want perceptions that are skewed. You don't want positions that are sweet because then you listen to your mix somewhere else and it doesn't sound as good. And that's kind of why we brought up the topic is I worked on a mix at my house and I wanted to hear it on Dom's system. Cause I'm like, okay, his room treatment is on point. The room is set up great. The monitors are really good. And I hadn't heard the monitors yet. So I wanted to walk in with a fresh perspective, bring a pair of NS10s for like a flat reference and see, did my mix translate? And I was happy to know that it did, but I was blown away by, cause I want to run a near field setup and I can't cause we have the same midfield. desk midfield. Yeah. yeah. So we have the same desk by Sterling Modular. We both have mastering uh, style desk with the gear like right in front of us. My monitors are positioned on my desk because my room's not big enough. His room is more of a rectangle where mine is a square. So he has the, the idea to go with the midfield approach. And just the space and the dimension, you can really feel the three-dimensional nature of it, which is great. But uh, yeah, I was really just impressed with how the monitors sounded. But I think that the purpose I'm trying to mention here is that I'm stoked because hearing Dom speakers, I was considering jumping to a different set of monitors. And I recently acquired the NS10s and the NS10s have the mid range of his Amphions without the highs that are boosted on the Amphions and the low base extension. Or just not rolled off. Or not rolled off, exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm really pumped and I can't speak enough about it, guys. I hated the sound of NS10s for years, but I must say, that if you're in the market for monitors and you... It's because your mixes were horrible at that that's time. That's true. That is and also true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. If, you have, you're, if you're not doing good mixes, they're going to sound worse on NS10s. Yeah. Like way worse. Because again, yeah. you're paying for brutal honesty. Yep. So if you're going to go with colored monitors, guys, just know that they're being gentle with you. They're kind of caressing you, holding yeah. you. Be like, oh, your mix is okay. Keep working yeah. on it. You're so great. But that's Put not that really Put that low shelf boost on there. You're oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Crank 400 this hertz. This is Grandma like, KRK. Going yeah, here, no. you you're allowed oh, to do whatever you want. So dumb. <laughs> I, I like I can't get over like so many of these monitor companies that have those aggressive like bass boosts, like because that's what people want to hear. Is like I think there's a difference between a production monitor and a mixing monitor. Well, like when you're in yeah. the, like trying to jump around your room writing tracks, you want a really hyped monitor because you it gets you into producing. Well, it. on these smaller monitors, they can't. A lot of people can't afford the bigger versions, no. and so they have to do right. some artificial just to get people excited that's when they true. hear them. They're like, that's true. oh wow, I'm listening to these five inch speakers but they're producing way more bass than right, i could ever right. imagine yeah and so that's how they get people to buy them that too. makes sense but you can get to know whatever yeah no for I sure mean. my the client that i set up a professional studio for out in concord he has the hs5s and a pair of rocket fives and for him they're great because he's just doing songwriting and stuff like that but it's like i would never want to mix on those you know that's just yeah. me um 
Yeah, something I wanted to bring up too that we talked about. It was funny because uh, now that we both been working with just doing some mixes and uh, really getting into this, uh, not, I don't know, definitely not in the industry, but <laughs> getting into this uh, kind of career path a lot. Um, we were kind of deciding like we, so we both did the same mix of the same song just for this uh, monitor um, kind of shootout and just to see what was going on. And it was during this whole process, we came to the realization, like what's a good mix or is there ever a bad mix? And I said something that I think holds pretty true and that truly the only time you ever have a bad mix, of course there's great mixes that pros will do and you're just like, how the hell did they right. do this, right? Except Dave Penzo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm always like, I know exactly what he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know why we're ripping on Dave. No, <laughs> you know what? If we ever meet Dave though, because I think one day we will, I think he'll enjoy it because he, he, he won't has a good ever sense know this existed. You never if, know. I would bro. be never honored if for some oh. reason this got to his ears. I would be honored if he called me cussing me out. Be oh, like, fuck man. you guys. How dare you? Like, we're nobody, you know? But I, that would be uh, so cool. That would also be funny if he actually had that side of him. It would. Like, it to would. care. Of, like, right, to, for sure. Oh. I've never heard the guy swear, you know? Oh, I've only like, seen him. At, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. What's a good mix? Um, so a good mix is anything that Dave Pensado doesn't do. Right. Right. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. It's very important. <laughs> if you don't know who Dave is, just watch all of his oh, videos. He's We've so spent cool. hours. Oh my God. Watching he's his got videos. a series called into the layer and it has like uh, 200. So oh, We've watched every episode like a dozen <laughs> times. We're not even kidding. Like it's just, yeah. If you would rather listen to your mix than the original stems that you were given, and everyone, like nine out of ten, would agree. Then yes. your mix is good. Exactly. Is it professional? Is it to the quality of the professionals in this industry? That's for you to decide and everyone else to decide. But if your mix is something that adds to the original stems, that makes it more appealing to listen to more than once than the original stems you're given, then you're good. I mean, you did something positive. And so think about that. If you're thinking, "Hey, this mix isn't sounding like," the newest dead mouse mix or whatever. I don't know. That's just someone I like, but there's a lot of more mainstream people that you could like probably um, like Skrillex or something. But if your mix is better, just know that you're improving. And then you can also base your mixes off of your last one and see if you're really improving, but just make your mixes better than they started. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Cause I think that's what we, we tied into yesterday is that, you know, if you can replay it or you want to hear the song again, you're doing just fine. And the cool thing about this test that we had, we, we not only did it to see um, what the monitors would sound like. Cause I was really curious. Cause like I said, I was thinking about investing in different monitors, yeah. but now I, I'm happy to know I don't need to, or even want to for that matter. But definitely not necessary. No, definitely not necessary. Cause like guys, when it comes down to, to segue into like, you know, a topic on top of a topic here, like really get to understand what your necessities are. You know, getting a $2,000 analog compressor is not a necessity. Getting bass traps, necessity. So like boil down like what you want to do and what you need to do because like t target your needs first. Like Mogami gold cables, they're super unsexy. They're not fun to buy. They're really expensive. So expensive. So expensive. Oh my God, guys, I, I don't even want to begin to tell you, but dude, just to wire my patch bays, just to wire my studio, it was like $10,000 in cables. Like you want to cry yourself to sleep the night you blow 10 grand in cables. But the thing is, they're the best cables on earth. And it's like, that's the important thing about a studio. So it's like, the thing is, is what I have rather bought a hardware compressor or Dom's monitors? Hell yeah. But am I like glad I bought the cables? Yes. So it's like split your necessities away from your needs. I think that'll help you guys a lot. But real fast, just to segue back in, what I was essentially saying was that um, there, no matter if you have the same stems, Dom and I had the exact same stems. And what we learned yesterday was really cool. It was two things. One, as Dom just said, which is the point that he brought up yesterday that's so spot on and, and is going to be, you know, burn this in your brain because it's such good advice. Yeah. And I learned from this it's too. Such is that advice. It's such great advice. <laughs> Dom is so smart. He's just so, uh, so, so smart good. and great. Unlike Dave Pisato. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, <Just> not, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, 
the thing is, yes, if you can listen to it over and over again, if it's your mix or somebody else's, it's good. But the second thing is, is mixing is a unique expression of creativity. So even if you like Dom and I had the same stems to work on, we did completely different mixes and they were both good in their own right. And they were both creative and unique. And that's the thing is like, even if you have the same, so different, like night and day. Yeah. But that's the cool thing is yeah. like Dom has his version of creativity and his vision. I had mine. And that's what makes music exciting is like be you and always make sure that you're going for your creative vision. If you have idols or mentors, you're trying to model other productions. That's great. But at the end of the day, do you because that's the most important thing. Yeah, it was pretty remarkable. I mean, we even have crazy a lot of the same gear um, because since we've known each other, it's like once one of us gets I mean. It's only been a couple of pieces here and there, but we both have the same summing mixer, um, which definitely adds a color and um, because it's not a clean one. And uh, a couple of like, we both have the 2500 by API and some other things, but we just used them completely differently. And we just came out with completely different products. Uh, Just so different. It was ridiculous. Like It was really cool to see. And as soon as we're kind of done listening to it, I was like, this is why there's more than one mixing engineer in the world. Right. Like, it's just, this is, you really get the personality when Mm -hmm. you go with different ones. And it, well, that's the whole reason people are getting hired. It's like, they have a style. And I I remember to like actually quote Dave Pensato for real. He said that he remembers the day because they asked him, when do you think you made it? Yeah. And he's like the day somebody called me and said, hey, I want you to mix my project and I want you to mix it like that. And Mm -hmm. it was the last project he did. And he's like, at that moment, I realized I was being recognized as an individual and people were hiring me or looking to me to be me. And I think that's what we all want deep down. That'd be so special. It's going to happen. It's going (laughs) to happen to us. It's going to happen to everybody because that's the thing is that that's why you have to continue with your vision because somebody will appreciate your vision. And then when that bigger person appreciates your vision and you get your work out there, now your work is exposed to a lot of people and they're like, hey, I want the Dom mix. You know, I want the Chris mix. I want the you mix. And that's why these guys have careers. You know, Manny is not Dave. Dave is not Jack. Jack is not Chris. You know, all these guys are different for that reason. They're all unique. Yeah, um, I think we rambled on plenty. I think this so. Podcast. This is probably our longest one. No, it's it's we're doing good. It's like oh, forty five cool. minutes. Oh, or that's something. about standard. no. It's it's great. Nice. We got uh, it's uh, not so techy, but I'm hoping that was nice. <laughs> no, we really want to cover like a yeah. wide range of topics for you guys, and I think that you know the technical end is only a small part of it. Yeah. You know the the education end is a big part, the creative end is a big part, the interpersonal end, the spiritual end. There's so many different like the cogs here that make up the giant machine that will be your life and music. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I All think right. we're good. Let's I think we shut are it as down. Well. Yeah. Dave, we love you. We're just jealous. We are, Dave. We're very, but I wouldn't say we're jealous because a part of us, we're definitely jelly. But I think on a bigger level, we just have utmost respect from you and you've given so much to us and the world with your tutorials and everything that you have online and you're just, you're just the man. So if you want to call us and have us on your show, we are available um, anytime. Yeah. I mean, if you want to take the trip, down yeah, to oh yeah we wouldn't come to you orange veil <laughs> un- unless you were sending first class accommodations and yes that would be totally fine but if not you would need you to want to sleep to, on a futon yeah <laughs> casa de continuum you could yeah. have dom's room oh it is a casa de it, continuum it is, it is. <laughs> oh i actually thought that was a brand <laughs> oh no 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 oh, casa de Ca- continuum casa de, oh, yes you you bought my, my espanol is not very great i'm i'm about as white as they come so uh, yeah i i don't know uh i'm not not one bilingual bone it's just body. the image of dave Pensado sleeping on your in your guest room right. with the like weird little futon right. thing just right. waking up and seeing a sleepy face right. in the morning right. like so not awesome. knowing if he wants coffee or tea <laughs> <laughs> like how can we accommodate you sir Pensado? he's like my back fucking hurts <laughs> Oh, that that's what would happen too. That's exactly how it goes. Oh, that was priceless. He's like, is there can I have a camera? I'm gonna do it in the in the layer. Right? In the layer on, like, on your Antheans, Dom. Let me get over there. Yeah. Oh, oh shut her down. We're that done. is priceless. That is it. Peace out, guys. Have a good week. <laughs>